Wow. December 26th, 2020. It's been five months. Man, the last podcast was July 27th. Was it my son's birthday? July 27th. Five months ago. Today's December 26th. Episode 29, man. Holy crap. And I'm sitting here in my house. It's the day after my wife's birthday, and everybody's asleep. My daughter's asleep, my son's asleep, my wife's asleep. It's just me. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was like, I got to do this again. I've been slacking, obviously been slacking five months, but there's there's a reason. It's uh, It's been a year and a half that I've been put, that I put into something I didn't really tell a lot of people. I mean, people close to me knew, obviously, that I was training for it. But I was training to be uh, on on the SWAT team as a medic for my department. And, you know, I had to learn how to shoot. I spent, you know, a lot of money on ammo, a gun. I had to learn, basically, you know, from scratch how to actually shoot a gun and be comfortable with it. You know, we all shot one or whatever, but you had to get the specific gun that they use. Especially coming from the fire side, or say the medic side of the apartment. And then you're going over to the police side. You have to, you know, you're obviously at a disadvantage in a sense, you know, being of the of the lack of experience. But needless to say, it was about a year and a half of training and prepping for this. And then the last five months, I've been really hitting it hard as far as training goes and and prepping as much as I can, you know, with the time given. And you know, it just, it was, it was three weeks of hell, <laughs> and it was in November, and now it's, it's done, I passed, and I'm not going to really elaborate on the school itself until I speak to the instructors, I speak to the cadre about it, and, you know, because that's something that, you know, you got to get, you know, certain permission, and certain things you can and can't talk about. But I can tell you about how I prepped for it and how I got the hell beat out of me. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say how it was, in, but just the sacrifice to it, you know, the sacrifice leading up to it and the sacrifice during especially. You know, I remember one of the nights coming home, you know, I think it was, it was the first week that we just finished. It was Friday and I'm driving home, you know, it was you know, midnight, you know, day starts, I get up four o'clock and you got to prep your stuff, eat, you have to make sure you eat or else it ain't going to work out for you. You got to eat a lot <laughs> and you got to prep your stuff and your day starts there at 7 a.m. and you're going to get out extremely late and I was driving home and I remember, you know, how, how horrible Every week was bad, but just the first week because it was the it was the first time this, this anything like this any type of training I ever went through, and I was thinking how man I'm listening to music that I don't even like that sounds good like I'm flipping through the channels just everything sounded good. I guess just because you you're suffering so much that nothing is bad to you outside of that school like nothing even mattered I had just disregard for everything I just didn't even care, you know. 
it was just um, music sound. Any type of music sounded good. Any food tasted good. I just I didn't even care what I ate. It just tasted good. Anything tasted good. Didn't matter. And just just suffering so much going through that training that the little things, you know, mattered. And that's you know part of a reason why I did this. You know, it puts it's it just make you appreciate life. And obviously, it makes you a better person. It makes you better overall suffering that much and going through something like that and um hold on one second I just had a little note right here I wanted to read you know it it basically you know obviously it puts everything in in perspective puts life in perspective that you know life yeah it's tough but, you know, if you train and push yourself and suffer, I'm not going to say it makes life easier, but it makes it more bearable in a sense. And this made me appreciate, made me appreciate a lot of things. I always, saw, I like to seek out challenges. And this is not even a challenge. That not, like, this is just, and it's not even in a marathon. They say, oh, it's, a mar-. it's not. This is just a, a beat down for three weeks. Mental, physical, more mental. Than anything, I mean, I can't even say it was more mental because it's just it's nothing like you ever expected. And my mistake was I treated it like a race in the beginning, like like a long distance race. And this is not a long distance race because you're burning more calories in this than a long distance race. This is not a hundred mile race, way harder than a hundred mile race to me because it's three weeks. And I treated it like, oh, you know, I eat this amount of calories, and I got my goose, I got this, I got that, I got. Look at her. I almost died the first week. Okay. I had to go to a doctor. Because I waited to bed Saturday and Sunday off. I had to go to a doctor. I had to get medication for my stomach. Because during the middle of the week, every time I swallowed something, my stomach was just burning. And it was just because I wasn't eating enough. You know, I didn't, I didn't have enough food with me. I didn't pack up. You know, I didn't know how to organize for it. To put food in your pockets. Like, you just, you know, obviously, you don't get a lunch break. It doesn't, doesn't work that way. You got to eat whenever you can. You stuff your freaking face whenever you can during this training. Um, and so, that first week, my stomach was destroyed. I was just destroyed. Everything. And I went to the doctor. I got some stomach medicine. They did blood work on me. And then, like, <laughs> like four days later, I got the blood work back. And my liver enzymes were, like, through the roof. Four times what they should be. It was, uh, I, I, <laughs> I guess it was just stress. I don't know. I don't know if it was hepatitis, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I was jacked up. And then my wife started making me these sandwiches. I would have like, she'd make me these huge sandwiches, not like unrolls. I wouldn't say huge, but just these awesome sandwiches, all these different types of sandwiches that I would just stuff in my pockets or, you know, bring with me whenever I could and it just scarf them down. And, that helped, that changed the game for me. You know, it's still, I was playing catch-up, though, throughout the school. And mind you, that the guys that are running it and the guys that are in the class were a bunch of animals, studs, just, you can't even explain these guys, just specimens. And it was an honor to complete and partake in the class with them. So, to be around those guys was definitely, uh, was an important, was a uh, a privilege in my eyes 
And, I mean, leading up to it, man, I trained, I tra- like I said, I trained a year and a half. I was shooting. I, um, I was shooting like four or five times a week, running, swimming, weightlifting, you know, just trying to stay healthy and trying to get better. And I spent thousands of dollars on things that I needed, on equipment, on ammo, on on the gear that I needed for the class, on the application process. It the application process alone took four or five months. It was just, I was getting hired again. I had to get medical done, everything, lie detectors, psychological exams. I had to go through that all over again. I thought I'd never do it again. After the fire department, I thought I'd never do it again. But I did it again. And that sucked. And I, dude, I sacrificed my dog. And that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother podcast that I'll talk about. My family time, I put a strain on them for three weeks during this. Granted, you know, there's pe- like I, people have it much worse. And I'm lucky. And I will never, I always count my blessings every day of how lucky I am in my life. But I put a strain on my family for three weeks. I didn't see my kids the first week. And yeah, that's whatever. I know I get it. Oh, you don't see kids for a week. There's dudes that get deployed. They don't see their families for months, years. So that's, this is, I'm not comparing myself to anybody. This is just my story. You know, my story ain't no no worse than anybody else's. People have it a lot harder than me. So let me just, let me just say that. Just telling you what I did, what I went through to my little life. You know what I mean? So, spent tons, <laughs> a lot of money on this. And, you know, a lot of dedication. And you get a lot of shit from from the guys in the department. Because, like, yeah, go be a cop. You want to be a cop. But, you know, it's not the same. It's different. A lot different. But, you know, everybody's a ball buster. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a lot of sacrifice. And I'm very proud that I got through it. And it's still not done. I'm not done. I got to go through more training. And that next session of training starts in March. And once I go through that, then I can hopefully uh, get picked on one of their teams. And I'll take it from there. And I can start operating in the field with them. So that that's basically why the main reason why I um the past five months I've been slacking. You know, well, I haven't put out a podcast. That's not even slacking. That's just not doing anything. But it was because of that. So everybody that reached out to me during the school that my wife contacted and told them to send me a nice message, I really appreciate it. It didn't go unnoticed, and I'm pretty sure I got back to everybody. But I appreciate those those words of encouragement. Uh, and melt, It meant a lot. It melt a lot. Melt. Meant, <laughs> sorry, it meant a lot, man. And uh, I know you guys probably want to know what, how it went, and what went on. And but like I said, I'm gonna get, you know, maybe several instructors on, and you, you know, I'll get, you know, permission from them, and we'll see what we can talk about. And because I don't want to take away the integrity of the course, um, or basically be a little snitch. But, yeah, man, it's finished, and and I'm happy. So, getting back to training was slow. It took me a few weeks. Uh, 
I felt like the fir- the f- few weeks, the first two, three weeks after the program, I, I couldn't stop eating. It's just like, I guess I just, I, my body just wanted, I, I didn't have enough calories. It's my, I lost 10 pounds during the course, and I gained it back now. Yeah, I'm back to normal weight from when I started, but I was back to like, I was up to like one, 162 when I finished, and I'm back to 173. But I just kept eating, and I was eating everything and anything in sight after that course finished. I was hungry all the time. And now, like, my, my body, like, leveled out. You know, I guess it was just trying to get everything back that was t- that was taken. <laughs> and um, it, I got it all back. I mean, I was just, I, I was constantly hungry. I was eating ice cream. I was eating dessert. Anything, anything, get my hands on. I was always hungry, and I I would do like a little fast in the morning. You drink a coffee, you fast, blah blah blah, twelve hour fast, intermittent BS. Well, it's not BS. It works. It's good for you, but I couldn't. I couldn't even do it anymore. Like I did it today. This is the first day since. It's been a month, I think, about a month. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of getting back to normal. Still got a little bit of a back issue, but. You know, just pulled muscle in the back. It happens. I'm getting it worked on. Um, I had a uh, had a good day, good Christmas. I got Christmas off. It just happened. I don't want my kid woke up. I got the monitor in front of me right now. My little girl sleeps on her side now. She's turning, rolling around, so she's good. Anyway, let me see. All right. Hey, it was my wife's birthday yesterday. Christmas baby. I got the day off, so that was pretty cool. I put in for the day off and got it. I was supposed to work, but it. Uh, I put in. It's like a lottery for you to get a, a day off, and I got it. So that was pretty awesome. So I surprised her. She was really happy about it, and we had a you know we had a great time. We had some friends drive by with the honking the horns, saying happy birthday. So she didn't expect that. You know, gave her some earrings. And today took her for a, a spa day. That was pretty cool. So she was really, I surprised her with that. She was really, didn't, uh, what was it? I don't even know what I was going to say. She was really didn't. So that's that's it. She was really didn't. <laughs> she was really happy about the, uh, about the uh, spa day when she found out. That's, you know, we got a, massage and a manicure and a pedicure and they were supposed to give us champagne and lunch but they never did but whatever they said they'll they'll compensate us next time somehow but um it went great you know went to the um went to the spa got got the massage so we shared a room you know so that was nice and so the 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 masseuses both leave you know, we start to get undressed, and then you go under the blanket. So I get naked because that's what you do. Like, you're covered under a blanket. My wife sees you goes, you get naked? And I go, yeah. Because she has, like, like, little shorts on. And I'm like, she's like, why? And I'm like, I don't know, circulation. You know, <laughs> who the hell goes and gets a massage with shorts on? Or underwear, whatever. It's just, it's just not, it's weird. It just feels uncomfortable. So, anyway, that was funny. I just thought I should say that. I never really got to elaborate with that. Uh, talk 
you know, to mention that to her when we came home. We should have, you know, I could have messed with her about it. But, you know, we came home and started playing with the baby. And anyway, so, you know, my when the masseuse, I have, my feet are all jacked up. I forgot to mention, um, from this class. I mean, my feet are normally jacked up from running. You know, they get bruised. Run long distance, your toenails fall off. You know they get bruised up, and they get really black and blue, and then they eventually fall off. And that happened to three of them after this class, after this uh, SWAT school. Uh, you know there was days when you know you're 16 hours in wet, wet socks. You don't you don't get an opportunity to change your socks. Um, so my feet are all jacked up and ugly. So the masseuse was, you know, starting to massage my feet. And I said, you know, listen, while she's doing it, I go, I apologize about my feet. I, my toenails are coming off. So she's like, oh, I didn't even notice. I'm like, okay, yeah, right. So she was being nice. So that was cool. So I'm just, I'm right away throwing out the, dis- the you know, the disclaimers about my my feet, justifying them because I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed of them. But I got to tell you, they look nice now. Um. You know, that lady, the magician, the the pedicure lady after. So, you know, the massage went well. Great. Then we go and uh, we get the, uh, what's it called? The feet. The pedicure. So, we're, my wife and I sit next to them. We're hanging out. It was great. Great time. Getting the pedicure. And I had to say the disclaimer again. Because my feet, you know, they look just, you know, it's gross. So, I go, you know, listen, from running... You know, I was in boots for a long, for like long days, wet, wet boots. Shoot, babies, what's she doing? She might have to eat soon. All right, hopefully she doesn't wake up. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, I'm explaining it to her, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, no problem." And so, you know, she took care of it. So, you know, I was, I was ashamed. I told her I was ashamed. The ladies loved it; they were cracking up. So. The same, the same woman that was, you know, the same woman that did our feet also did our hands. So we sat next to each other and they, you know, they cut my nails and stuff and cut skin off my hands. And I don't, I don't really like, I don't like when they cut my skin off. It's just, it's weird. You know, and they wanted to paint them. I didn't let them paint them. Nothing against if you paint your nails. But I don't, I don't want nail polish. I was like, if I go show up in the firehouse with this, I wouldn't hear the end of it. Until they start cracking up because it's true. I get abused if 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 anybody saw that, and I would abuse myself, and not in the good way. Um. So anyway, I was talking to the lady, and I, you know I'm gonna go down a different road right now, and we're all talking, you know, and she says, "Oh, I was an EMT," and I was like, "That's cool. Where did you where did you work as an EMT?" And she's, "Oh, I was in a hospital in Jamaica." And I was like, "Oh, okay, so I'm." Normally EMTs, it's it's a, it's a um, it's a, a, a less invasive training than a, a paramedic, but in a hospital, EMTs get to do a lot more advanced practice, and because they're under the supervision of a doctor or a nurse or a nurse practitioner, a lot of the time, so that you know they can start IVs a lot of the times, or you know some of them even do stitches, you know sutures, whatever. So. I that I've heard, you know, because they're under supervision of advanced practitioners. So she was telling me, you know, she would do sutures, she would do 
T-tubes, you know, all this stuff. So, you know, we got to talking and we were joking. My wife and the two other techs in there, we were having a good time. And the, um, you know, the first why she stopped because her dad had cancer and her dad ended up passing away. So that's why she stopped being an EMT. And then she went back to it, started doing it again. You know, when she had kids, she was married. And then she's like, and the second time I stopped because my son had cancer and then he passed away. And I was like, oh, my God. And she was two years old. He, there's, I mean, I was like, and that's when everything stopped. And I didn't ask why. I didn't elaborate on it at all. And I was, I went down this road just now, A, because the story I wanted to tell you about, uh, you know, you can make fun of me about my manicure and pedicure, but is just never passed. I thought about it. I'm like, man, I didn't know this. How do you know what someone went through or is going through or their story? You know, it's just made me think. It's like, man, before someone, I try to be nice to everybody and I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And it's just like before you pass judgment on somebody or take out your bad day on somebody, man, think about that that, some, that person could have lost a kid or something like that. And that's probably the worst thing ever. And and not even, don't even take your bad day out on somebody, but, like, maybe they could use a little kindness. Like, that woman was super sweet. We were joking around, hilarious. Probably, probably my age, 36, 37. She was great. But how do you guess that someone lost a son? You don't, especially at that young age. So it's just like, just, you know, I don't want to sound cliche, but oh, the world we live in, try to be nice or everybody's a dick and this, this and that. But man, a little bit of kindness goes a long way. Even if you're feeling, if you have a crappy day, you know, even if someone cops an attitude with you first, if you shoot it back to them and you're kind, it's probably going to make a difference in their day and most likely make a difference in yours from my experience. So real quick, I switched the subject because I almost cried (laughs) and I started talking to her about what her favorite patients were in the in her ER in Jamaica and I guessed it was trauma and she said yep gunshot wounds trauma and I was like boom perfect and, and we just went on from there so yeah it was bad five seconds of silence you know it was terrible but it was a good day it went well um, came back hung out with the kids and the father-in-law ate some food the usual, you know, it was it went well. My son got a bike. He needs to learn how to ride a bike now. He's kicking ass. He learned it the first day. I mean, he's got training wheels, but he's he's doing really well. So that was awesome. Um, it's been a, it's been a great week, I will say. Having the day off on Christmas, you know, you can't you can't beat that. Especially you know when you don't really get many holidays off, it's pretty cool. You know, I wanna. I wanted to talk about. Um, I went to Walmart. I digress. <laughs> I went to Walmart. <laughs> what I like about Walmart, you know, I went in to get some stuff, whatever. And the one thing I like about Walmart is you can go in there. It doesn't matter what the hell you're wearing, what you look like, where you woke up, what you smell like. You walk into Walmart, all bets are off. It's like fucking Woodstock to me. 
that's what I don't know. It's just the first thing I popped up in my head is Woodstock or something. Where are these people dressed like idiots? What is it, Burning Man or something like that? You can walk in there whatever way you want. I, I remember I, I was like, I had I was I was in a rush to get something, and I had some blue painters tape that was out, and I just wrote my list on blue painters tape and stuck it to my shirt and walked into Walmart. No one even cared. No one even batted an eye at me, because it's freaking Walmart. You can walk. You can have blue painters tape pa- taped around your face, and your mouth shut, and your and they'll be like, "What's up? What do you want?" You know, here, wait five hours in line because we have no cashiers. And that's it. So, you know, you walk in, imagine you walk into Publix like that. What are they going to say? They'll kick you out. Forget about it. Whole Foods, they'll call the cops. If I walk through a blue painter's tape on my shirt in Whole Foods, I'm going to be escorted out. So, I just wanted to talk about that. I like Walmart because you can walk in whatever way you want. Oh, man. I don't know if I want to talk about that. I wrote down a note of... All right, I have to talk about it. Because I want to get it off my chest. And I hope it gets back to the people that are mentioned. Well, I, I really am not going to mention any names in it. But if any of my people that I m- grew up with in, in New York... In the public school, the school that I went to, PS48, in fifth grade when I moved, it was uh, it was a big deal to me. You're moving when you're 10 years old and you move to a new place. And I really, I was treated so well by the teachers, by my class and the other classes. And these, the, the kids... In the class, my friends, they, I remember my first birthday when I left, and I'm pretty sure also a Christmas, they all did a class project to write me cards on my birthday. And I'm trying not to curse on this podcast as much as I can, but me being the piece of shit that I was, I didn't write them back. And it bothers me till this day that I didn't do that. And I'm pretty sure they did it to me on Christmas. They wrote me cards on Christmas. And I got like 30 cards in the mail. Maybe more. Because it might have been from two different classes. I don't know if it was from my class or two. And, and the teachers. I mean, granted, I went back and visited them. And I went to the school and I said hello. And I gave them hugs and I saw everybody. It just wasn't the same, writing them back, because it just wasn't right. And, you know, my mom did tell me, you got to write them back, you got to write them back. And I just said, yeah, 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 I will, I will. You know, I was 10 years old. And my mom would tell me, she's like, you know, she never really sat me down to do it, but she she, she kind of did one day, but I still didn't. <laughs> and basically uh, boils down to, Doing the right thing. And that wasn't the right thing. Not writing them back. Oh, man. I hope if any of them are listening, they probably forgot. But, you know, I love you guys and I apologize because especially 10-year-old kids writing their buddy a card that they miss and I didn't write them back. Bullshit. No 
nobody deserves not to be written back. So, especially me. Who the fuck am I? Nobody special. But I realize how special that is that a whole class and a teacher did a project for you to write you a fucking birthday card and Christmas cards. So, that's cool. And it's weird because it's, it still sticks with me till this day. So, yeah, man. And, um, I mean, that's all I got for today. Uh, as a quick recap of what I, what my, my reason for not doing the podcast for five months was. So, listen, I hope you guys enjoy it. Whatever it is, hopefully you got a laugh from it. And look forward to more because it's happening, baby. It's always a big year here. That's it. We got big things coming again this year. And it doesn't matter if it's a new year or not. I'm still trucking. The train don't stop, baby. That's it. So I appreciate you guys listening. And it feels great to be back on this filthy little microphone. Sitting by the Christmas tree with my son's headphones on. Oh, real quick, get this. My my mother-in-law got my son Beats headphones. This was, she got them from randomly, I think on his birthday in July. He never uses them, so I'm, like, oh, I'm going to use them. They barely fit my fat head, but I'm going to use them. These are great. I sound good in them, you know? Why not? So, I appreciate you guys listening. I'm going to get the hell out of here and go to bed. Probably not going to go to bed. I'm going to hang out and write some stuff. Maybe uh, sing some songs to myself. You know what I mean? Thank you guys for listening. And I will see you soon. Or actually, I'll talk to you soon. Take care, ladies and gentlemen. I love you.